Thank you. Boy, the vocal groups have been wonderful today. Thank you to all the kids who practiced and all those who helped them. Appreciate that and appreciate you all. Thanks for being faithful this morning. Just a quick, a quick announcement before we get into the message. Um, we are looking at having some baptisms next week. All right, so if you need to be baptized and you've never done that, never followed the Lord in, in baptism, then uh, please come and see myself or some of the staff and then we'd like to organize that for next week, next Sunday morning. All right, just a quick, uh, quick announcement for that. Let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 12 this morning. Proverbs chapter 12, and then if we could also just um, just pick up Second Second Peter chapter one, and uh, we'll we'll end in Second Peter. But I wanted to read a couple of verses there as well. We read the the verse there in uh, in Proverbs chapter twelve, verse twenty seven earlier, and really there's a contrast there given to us about the slothful man versus the diligent man. And the slothful man goes out. He goes hunting, and he he. He kills that which he intends to. He, he does that but doesn't actually go, get on with it. With it. He, he plays almost in a, in a leisurely way a bit of sport with that animal. And then, but in contrast, the diligent man, the, his substance is precious, meaning that he didn't just kill the beast. He didn't just kill that which he hunted. He went ahead and he skinned it. He gutted it. He cut it up. And it was ready for his family. And there's a, there's a great contrast there about diligence that I want to uh, talk about today. And if you look at 2 Peter chapter 1 and look at verses, verses five, to, 5 to 7, he says here, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this great chapter in Second Peter chapter 1 of adding to our faith, of growing, of, of understanding that we have a baseline at salvation, that actually there's, a, there's an expectation that we as God's people are to add to our faith. He's saying, the only way to do that is to through all diligence, all diligence. And I want to speak this morning and and a bit of a, a bit of a study through, I guess, the Word of God on this this matter of diligence. And you know, we live in a day where, if we can, and if we're able to get away with shortcuts and get away with going around things, we will. But the reality is that that the 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 character of diligence is something that is inherent that. Specifically, as we speak to our men today, should be part and parcel of who we are. You know, we, uh, we look at the, the first man, and, and Adam was formed out of the dust of the ground, and God breathed into him the breath of life. And with that life came the great responsibility of tending to the garden. And if I can remind you men this morning that, that work and labor, that didn't come after the curse, the hardness of work and labor came after the curse. But that, that expectation that God had on man was that he would work even in the garden. He had a work to do for God. And within that perfect environment in which God had put the very first man, 
he already set in order God, his expectation of mankind. He not only put Adam in that garden to tend to it and to look after it, he gave him the, uh, the, the duty of naming all of the animals. Then he realized, God realized that it wasn't good for man to be alone. And so out of Adam's very rib, God created the first woman, Eve, and, and Eve came and she was to be a help fitting unto Adam. But that was the first marriage. And right there, God instituted marriage. And right there, God saw to it that man had to be diligent, not in his, only his work, but diligent in his relationship. He had to go ahead and tend to that one that was called to be fitting to him. And then he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And God then expected as the very first man, the pattern for us, that he would have diligence in regard to the, the fruit that God was going to give them through their marriage. So even in, with his children, and, and we're speaking a lot about fatherhood today, and, and part of fatherhood, right from the beginning, God had instituted it in, into his design for mankind was, was dads were to be diligent in their work. That it was meant to be that as he, he was placed in that garden, that he was to show some diligence to be able to take care of all of those great responsibilities that he had. And so it's no different to today and probably more so today as we look at the, the fallen world that we live in, there's a great need for men, especially I think, and I think we're going to see borne out in Scripture that it's all of us here, but men particularly I want to say and address to you this morning that there's a great need for us to be diligent, that characteristic of diligence. And to be diligent just simply means this, having or showing care and conscious, conscientiousness in one's work or duties. All right, that, that's, that's what it means. It's just showing care and consciousness. You're, you're responsible. It's a steady in application to business, constant in effort or exertion to accomplish what is undertaken. That's what it means. It's painstaking and persistent work. And if you know a little bit about uh, coming into adulthood and you realize very quickly that as you go in and you have, certain, uh, you have sudden responsibilities and uh, perhaps you got married young and perhaps you, got, uh, you then had children uh, pretty much straight away, you understood that to provide for them and to nurture them and to help them, it took some persistent work, didn't it? It took some work. It wasn't just going to be that you just wake up and everything just came to be. It was going to be some painstaking and persistent work. It was going to cause you, it was going to need you to have constant effort and exertion to accomplish what it is that you're going to undertake. It's what's needed. And that's what diligence is. And diligence is taking the time and effort to painstakingly and persistently produce a gold standard of labor. You know, I was always taught if something was, was worth doing, it was worth doing well, Right? And I think that all of us here, sometimes we look at society today and sometimes there's such a low standard of which we look at fatherhood and manhood that if we attain to that, we think that's good enough. But listen, we have a higher standard. It's from the Word of God. Right, men? That's, that's how we are, are to, uh, to look at it. And I'm not here this morning thinking that I've arrived. It's something that we have to constantly work on. It's something that I'm keenly aware that each day I've got to improve and each day I've got to be diligent about those things that God has given me responsibility over. And it does, it's painstaking at times, 
but it certainly needs persistence over time. And what diligence then produces in our lives, it produces excellence. You know, there's many people in the Word of God that He calls to be diligent. You know, those judges in, in the Old Testament, they were called to be diligent. Those who were uh, the preachers in the New Testament, Apollos particularly, he was called diligent in his preaching of the Word of God. Widows in the care of the church are to be known for diligently doing good works. The Old Testament prophets had to be diligent in, in, in listening to God. There were those, that there's a call to God's people to be diligent in obedience to the Word of God. And we ought to be diligent in living a holy life in view of the return of Christ. That's part of, that's part of our calling. But I want to particularly speak to the men this morning and challenge you as we have this time. Because as I mentioned last year, as we started this long series on, on men, that everything just works better when men are men. Right? It just works better that way. And so let's look at some of the characteristics. And the first one, this today, and, and the thing we're going to dwell on is just diligence, diligence. And uh, look with me in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. And we know the subject matter of what we, we spoke about. You know, we look, at, we, we look at that word hunting, and sometimes we view it from a modern-day point of view. It's just for sport. It's for leisure. We understand that, that for, for many thousands of years, those... As men, the, the way that we provide and the way we were able to then meet our obligations as men was we would go out and we would literally hunt for food. That was a way in which we were going to provide and maybe even make a bit more for our family as we go about and maybe for, for thousands of years there were men who would go out and do that. It was important that they would learn that. And so it has to do with, with our really what, what is our livelihood, and look what it says here in Luke chapter 16, and we don't have that today, do we? I don't look around and there's not many here that would say, I would say, that's your, that's your occupation. There, there's some here who would do that and do actually would provide uh, some, some meat for their family that way. I know Brother Dave, of course, is, is known for that, all right? If you ever want to go hunting, you can go, go see Brother Dave uh, about that. But in Luke chapter 16, look at verses 10 to 11. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, okay, money, who will commit you to, you, your, uh, to your trust, the true riches? And God's saying here that there's greater things, but it's got to be in the lower things. And in God's sight... Those lower things are just our, our financial affairs. It's, 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 our, it's our relationship with money. And I, I know how it is. We start with that and we sort of think, well, here we go. The, the preacher is going to hit us up. But what I'm saying is God has a lot to say about that. And, and the Bible tells us in Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So actually a measure of us as men... And as people, uh, the measure of that is, is how we treat money and how we treat our financial affairs is actually a, a, an accurate reflection of what is in our heart. And, and so it's very, very important that we start there as we think about the diligent man. The diligent man, firstly, is, is a good example in his financial affairs. 
And the fact is our finances and the way we gain, that is of utmost importance to us as men. The, the, the very reason why that man went out to hunt, that, that diligent man, he saw his substance as precious, was because it was to, to, to make something to, to provide for his family. It had to do with his financial affairs. And it's our lot in life to be providers and how we gain and how we do that. That's really the true test of life. And the Bible shows us clearly that we ought to be diligent in that. I was speaking to a man who, um, this week, I was just chatting with him about his, his kids, and his kids are now in that marrying age, and one of his kids has met someone, and it's his daughter. And, you know, I've got a daughter, and I'm thinking, what kind of man do I want to give my, uh, give my daughter away to? And I was chatting with this man who's a little... Uh, older in his life, and he was uh, telling me about the, the young man that is, was courting his daughter. And he was, he was saying, well, you know, he wants to come and visit, but um, he's got all these plans. And he's saying he's, he's in university and he's working three jobs so that he doesn't have to have a university debt. And he said, you know, I figured if he can, if he can work three, three jobs to pay off a debt, he can look after my daughter, right? And I thought, man, three jobs. And and I, I, I thought, that's, that's diligence right there. And, and, and he's, he's being diligent with his financial affairs. And I want to say that, that with that, it's the only way, being diligent in that area is the only way to riches. The Bible is very clear about that. In Proverbs 10, 4, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. And the Bible's quick to tell us that only diligence produces riches. And we're surrounded uh, all around us by opportunity. But I want to say often it's disguised in hard work. And, you know, we are looking around and there is, uh, what they're saying is there's a, there's a worker shortage, isn't there? And the, this week and uh, the past few, there's been a discussion about getting more skilled laborers and just laborers in general into our country. And there's just certain things that, that are, when you study that out and you look at the, some of the circumstances of that, it's because some of those, those jobs that are, are available out there aren't very desirable, are they? And, and at times, I think there's a generation and, and, and there's, a, there's a spirit in the age of seeing those opportunities and seeing them as less than desirable and then having the lack of diligence then to then apply ourselves to just get the job done, right? And, and as men, it's our responsibility then to, to gain for our family and the only way to do that is diligence. It's the only way to riches that ensures one will be, will be careful in using them and keeping them. We read earlier in Proverbs 12, 27, the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. He sort of just played around. He got the, got the deer, got the shot, and got it all done. But he didn't go ahead and just cut it up and feed his family with it. The substance of a diligent man is precious. And a man who gets rich because of an accident or the lottery or at times even an inheritance can sometimes mean we can take that for granted. And I'm not saying you do, but there's usually a baseline of that of just working hard so that whatever you gain, it's precious to you. And when it's a result of diligent work, then that gain, it's precious to us for he understands the true cost of it. My dad used to always tell me, Growing up, you know, it's, it's, 
You're going to respect money more once you start working yourself. And I remember he would, he would you know, my, my dad would work hard. He would do as much overtime as he was uh, able to and providing for our family. And I remember many times that he would tell, tell me, just uh, coming home with the sweat of his brow still very evident, and he would say, you know, it'll just mean more to you when you work for it yourself. And it is that we ought to teach our young men about that, the value of hard work. The Bible tells us it is good for a young man to bear the yoke of his youth. And it's a good thing. And money and how we handle it, it's a great revealer of men's character. Men who have acquired their money diligently have, with that same diligence, not only acquired money, but also acquired the character necessary to handle that money well. And it's true. I remember my... First job, I, I worked in the city for some insurance company, and heading in there, I remember just seeing all of the, the, the different people wearing their suits, wearing their, their what, it, what I, I, seem to, uh, I seem to look at and, and see as desirable. And I remember just being, being, getting my first paycheck and thinking, wow, look at the amount of zeros behind that for the first time. And, uh, and I remember my parents pulling me aside and said, you know what you need to do? You need to give, you need to give us your FPOS card. <laughs> and I said, why? It's my money. And the, the point they were trying to help me with was, you know, you're now making some money. You're going to need to handle it well. And, and it took diligence. And the di- diligence is the scriptural way to provide. In Proverbs 13, 4, the soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Desire is a great motivator, but if that motivator has no diligent application, the result is nothing. You want food, you want clothing, you want shelter, then God's answer to that is this, diligently work for it. And we're to handle our our business, our work, our financial life with diligence, and this is how God would have us to provide for our loved ones. Look at Proverbs chapter 27. Look at Proverbs chapter 27. And now look at verses, verses 23 to 27. And, and it says in verse 23, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. Now we can, we can apply that in a, in a, in a type. We, we understand that we as men, we have a flock to look after. But he's saying there, this is literally his livelihood. He says in verse 24, For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation. The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself, and herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for thy clothing, and the goats are the price of the field. And thou shalt have goat's milk enough for thy food, and for the food of thy household, and for the maintenance for thy maidens. You know, he precedes all of that in verses 24 to 27 and it's it's to start with it starts with this be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks he was saying look out there and look at the condition of your flock that's the condition of his work look out there and see how it is that you're supposed to maintain that so that you can then provide specifically and and God's, God's recipe and God's suggestion to us as we look at the way we handle those areas of our lives is that we better be diligent. You know what that is? It's persistent 
and painstaking hard work. It's looking at it, it's, it's valuing every dollar. In fact, the Bible warns us in 1 Timothy 5.8, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And, and, and there's, there's sometimes the, in our day and age of an entitlement mentality that somehow society owes you. There's a denial of just the basic principle of just being diligent in your work. And being diligent with your financial affairs. And so that's the first one I want to start with. Then really as we think about the diligent man, the diligent man is someone that adds value. And Proverbs twenty two twenty nine really brings this out. He says, seest thou a man diligent in his own, in his business? That's just his manner of life. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. And what, what that's saying is a diligent man is observed and he is someone that is valued. He adds value. You know, when someone is diligent, they can often be found in places of decision. You know, there's that saying, tired men rule the world. And this is really being diligent in our business. That's being orderly. That, that's, that's valuing our time, valuing the opportunities that we have, that, what that is is a sign of maturity. And I have two boys, and I love my boys, but my boys equal chaos, all right? And they start in their room, and you go into their room, and boy, it's chaos, isn't it? You know, try teaching a 7-year-old and a 10-year-old, and maybe you guys have successfully done that, please come and see me after and tell me the secret, but folding clothes, right, putting them in, the, in, in, in their cupboards and all of that, and I'm not telling on my boys, uh, there's probably all of us here can relate, but, but boys, because they're young, right, there's just chaos in their life. Teaching them orderliness, that's, that's, that's what we're supposed to do as men. See, manhood brings order in a person's life. And men bring order to their households, to their environments. And that's, that's how it is. Uh, boys equal chaos, men equal order. And then those who are patriarchs, leaders of leaders, they bring order in others' lives. That, that's, that's, the, that's the progression. And, and all of us here as men... We ought to recognize, and we probably, if we look back, we can look at the chaos that sometimes ensued out of our immaturity. But aren't you glad that at some point, God in His grace and maybe others around us helped us to get some order in our lives and helped us then to understand that, that what that is, it takes diligence, and being diligent adds value. Being diligent, you, you, you're observed as someone that can add value. And, and diligence is something that's sought after. And then we, we live in a world that it's in short supply. And thus, as God's people and, and as God's men, that ought to be something that we ought to develop in our lives. And it, it's transferred then to, to those around us. And we ought to look at being diligent. Why? Because it adds value. D diligence is a character trait of those who lead well. In Proverbs 12, 24, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Romans 12, 8, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, 
He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, and, and this is a list of spiritual gifts. He's saying, he that ruleth, notice how it's paired up, with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And what he's saying is, is, is the, if you want to lead well, then one of the character traits that you ought to develop is diligence. You know, there's some of our young men who are looking at the next stage of their lives and they're wanting to get married. They're wanting to then start their own families and their own children. Listen, one of the areas that you, 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 you need to look at in your life is just how diligent you are in your business. I want to start very basic. Do you make your bed? Can, can, you, can you take care of yourself? Do you know how to use a washing machine? Do you keep your area neat and tidy? Do you keep yourself? Those are pretty basic, right? And we look at further things that, that we think are, are a little bit more important. But if we can't start with those, then you won't be diligent in those larger areas of your life. He's saying that, that there's an observation of those that are diligent. They just add value. They, you want to be around them. And, and it's, it's, it's a character trait of those who lead well. Why? Because really he's earned the right through, through careful, painstaking, persistent gold standard of work in all that he does. He's built the character necessary to be a leader. He needs diligence to handle the increased workload. He needs diligence to not abuse his position for he understands its value. He needs diligence to understand what it takes to be successful, to get people around and, and understand how to lead well. And even those who are not immediately a good leader, if you will work at it, then you can become a good leader. And diligence often leads to being just well-liked. In Proverbs eleven twenty seven, he that diligently seeketh good procureth. It means he takes, he, he gleans or he gains favor. But he that seeketh mischief shall come unto him. It shall come unto him. And so diligent, if you're diligently seeking good, you procure favor. Right? Diligence, when it comes, becomes a character trait, is seen in all spheres of a man's life. Diligence makes people like you. All right, listen, men. If you're diligent, your wife will like you. Oh, there's one amen. There's a lot more. <laughs> if we were a hanky-waving church, there'd be hankies everywhere, but we'd, we're not. So, Listen, men, if you're diligent, your kids will like you. Your friends will like you. Your employer, your employees, your neighbors, your church family, your government, your God. And there's, a, there's just a need. It, it adds value. Then lastly... Really, the diligent man guards his heart and his responsibilities. Because in Proverbs 4.23, the Bible tells us, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your heart is your seat of affections. It's, your, it's really the, the grounds of which you make all of life's decisions. And it, calls, it all comes down to a heart attitude. It all comes down to being zealous about guarding the things that come into your hearts. And I want to say, firstly, to our married men, you need to be diligent in your marriage. You know, a good marriage doesn't just come out of the box. It takes diligence. 
You need diligence in your marriage. It's, it's guarding our heart against temptation. Uh, the Bible tells us about the simple man who looked out his window. Sorry, the, there was a man that was observed, the simple man who was being observed as Solomon looked out his window. And he saw he was tempted by, by her lips and tempted by her words and the strange woman that was in that story, in that parable. And we've got, we've got to be careful. We live in a world of temptation. Think about David, who should have been diligent. David should have been in the battle. If you read that account with Bathsheba, the reason why David was not there, even though it was a time when kings went to battle, he had just let his guard down. He was not as diligent as he should have been. And there he sees, as he's walking on the rooftop, uh, this, this, this woman, Bathsheba, and you know the rest of the, is history there, and, and you understand the great cost to David's life, but at that point, he should have just been diligent. And we need to be diligent in our marriages. Uh, the Bible tells us that that, that, that marriage relationship, it, it's something that pictures the, the Lord Jesus and his bride, the church. And in that, that relationship, it's a, the, the highest relationship we can have in this world but you understand, it's got a greater, greater picture. And we're meant to honor that. We're meant to be diligent in, in, um, in your marriage. You know, if, if it's, it's been a while since you've just spent some time to focus on your marriage, I want to tell you that, that you ought to get diligent in that. There ought to be times where we go out of our way to spend the time with our, with our spouse and and just get to know. And, and sometimes we can have the attitude as blokes that we've said it once. We've said I love you at the altar. It hasn't changed. I'll let her know when it does. Right? That's not enough. Hey, listen. If you're, if you're, if you're married, uh, uh, your, your wife who is a, a child of God, that is all, she is also a daughter of Christ. And you better treat her right. And you better have that, that diligence to just say, you know, this is precious, and I better take great care, and I better do all I can, all diligence, to, 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 to go ahead and just bless that woman that God has given me. And, you know, sometimes we can get a little bit carried away with the whole thing of, hey, you know, she ought to be submissive. Listen, you, there's two responsibilities there. You're supposed to love her as Christ loved the church. So let's get that right, men, and then maybe the focus can get right in our homes. And you need to be diligent in your marriage. But then we ought to be diligent in our fatherhood, and we're speaking about fatherhood today. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Later on in chapter 6, verse 7, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest thou, and when thou risest up. You know, there's the great relationship, and there's great blessing in fatherhood, but there's great damage that fatherhood can do as well. And the, 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 there needs to be a great diligence in, in what we do and, and how we go about and develop our relationship with our children. I remember the day it dawned when Vicky was born, I realized that this young, young life was, was entrusted in my hands. And I remember 
carrying her for the first time and looking into her eyes and, and realizing that this soul that God has given me was going to be entrusted to me. And the, the depth of that, the, the heaviness of that, not that she was a heavy baby, the heaviness <laughs> of the responsibility. And she's over there like, oh, he got me again, right? But you, you understand that there's just, I, I started to understand this little life that God has given me. I'm going to stand account before the Lord one day. And I better be diligent. I better not just take suggestions from the world. I better not just go about and play around like this is just a toy. No, this is a life. And I remember just, just the, the, the reality of that. And, you know, working with young people for many years before I became a senior pastor, but even working with young people now, I know, I know the great heaviness on a child when there's a father, there's a, there's a lack of father figure. You know, sometimes there is a dad in the, in the picture, but they're not acting like it. And even though dad is there, there's still a fatherlessness in that home. And there's a great many studies that have been done about that, and that is the great dearth of society. I want to say the great problem of society today is just fatherlessness. And, and I'm thankful that as I look around, and I was just, again, meditating this morning on, on those that I've had to sit with over the years and how God in His grace has provided others that have stepped in. Those that have been part of the church, perhaps a, a youth leader, perhaps a, a, an uncle or a, or a granddad who stepped in and just filled the breach and as best as they can by the grace of God, by God's enabling. And I'm thankful for them too. And I think about our Heavenly Father who just threw through the course of his, his dealing and his love for that child, filled in the gap and raised that child. I think of many who I've known over the years who, who didn't have dads, who still decided well, who still followed well, and it was all because of those that God has allowed to step in. And I'm thankful for that. But I want to talk to the dads. You know, one of... Someone researched from the Australian National University says this, Australian studies with adequate samples have shown parental divorce to be a risk factor for a wide range of social and psychological problems in adolescence and adulthood, including poor academic achievement, low self-esteem, psychological distress, delinquency, substance use and abuse, sexual precocity, adult criminal offending, depression and suicidal behaviour. He concludes, there is no scientific justification for disregarding the public health significance of marital disillusion in Australia, especially with respect to mental health. And what he was saying was, there's a great cost. And again, we understand the grace of God. We understand that God in His, in his, in his might and His strength can, can overcome that. But not all, the, all of society has that, do they? And there's a, great, there's a great heartbreak that we ought to have as Christians when there are those who, who don't know their Heavenly Father are going through life without Him. And there's an absence in there, and, and we can read all of the statistics. I won't do that this morning. But the Bible does warn us in Proverbs 27, 8, As a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. 
And then too many times when there's, there, is, there is a need for us as dads to be connected and not disengaged. There is a temptation in our world today that busies us to the point that, help, that, that causes us to then become missing in action dads. And we can't be that, men. It, it, it needs diligence to, to take the time to be with our, our kids. And, you know, I was t- talking to, to the staff this year. You know, one of my only goal is just to be the dad that is more present. And there's times because I love what I do. I love pastoring. I love the Word of God. I love ministering to people. I love that. But, you know, in the whole grand scheme of things, I'm a dad and I love that too. And I've got to be diligent in that. As much as I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ for all of the other areas of my life, I'm going to stand before God for those children that God has given me. And we better, we better be diligent in that responsibility. But, you know, all of that, all of that will come about all of that will be just, just foundational on this, really, the last thing, diligence in our walk with God. It says in 2 Peter 3.14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, and he's speaking about the second coming, he says, Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And we read the verses earlier, but let's go back to 2 Peter 1, and that one verse this great list of virtues, of essential virtues that cause us to be more like Christ. He said, beside this, giving all diligence. Okay, verse 5, giving all diligence. Now, it's not just diligence. He's saying giving all diligence. Saying even more painstaking, even more persistent, even more great effort. We are to add to our faith. And, you know, sometimes, here's what it is, we can... We can understand the hard work to provide for our families. We can understand the hard work to keep our relationships with, with those around us, with our wife, with our, with our children. But here's where we drop the ball, and here's why we drop the ball in other areas, because we're not diligent in our walk with God. Like that will come out, and that will just sort of happen. No, it doesn't. It takes our effort. It takes our discipline. It takes persistent and painstaking work. It takes time to get up in the morning, to open the Word of God and to delight in it and to read it as, a, as we, we think about the Lord and we think about how that applies to our life. It takes time and persistence to be in the church house and to, to be here faithfully, to open God's Word and then to live it and to work a, a walk in a way that is uh, pleasing to the Lord. It takes all of that, but God gives grace and God does. And we ought to, as men, we ought to just have that heart and that passion to want to walk with God. He says in Joshua 22.5, But take diligent heed to the commandments and the law which Moses, a servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all His ways and to keep His commandments and to cleave unto Him and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. It starts with diligence. And so much of our work as men in our marriage, our raising of children, our providing, all of those great responsibilities, it's all contingent on our walk with the Lord. So I want to ask you this morning, men, how's, how, how's your diligence in your walk with God? You know what manhood is? 
Manhood is an examination in diligence. Manhood is at its best when we're painstaking in our perseverance to be who God has called us to be, in how we provide, in what we do with that, with what gives us it, in the, the value that we add to the places that we touch. We are to be diligent, but we need to diligently guard our hearts because there's too much at stake. It's our diligence to want to serve, a, a want to walk to, with, with a loving God who really, above all, is our greatest example of what fatherhood can potentially be and the, the, how, how much that affects everyone else's life. And I want to encourage you as we celebrate fathers today to look to God, to see Him and to, to see after Him the, the example that we need. And, and may we firstly be diligent in our walk with Him because if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things shall be added unto us. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for the, for the joy it is that you've given us as men to, to serve in the way we, we have, Lord, our, our families, Lord, our society, our church. And yet, Lord, all of that is really contingent on us just being diligent in our, in our relationship with you. And then, Lord, following after those things in a, in, in a painstaking and persistent way with great effort, Lord, the, the way that you've subscribed manhood to be in your word. I pray that you help us, dear God, as men, to just understand not only our responsibility, but understand the, the way that in which we're going to fulfill that responsibility, and that's to follow after you with all of our heart. I pray that you'd help us as we head into the week. I pray for your blessing upon each family again. And Lord, we just want to lift you up this morning in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name.